0: Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And today's Word for the Day is beginning a new series as we move toward the day of Pentecost, which is roughly two weeks away, um, on the Holy Spirit. So what I plan to do is just look at uh, short texts or verses interspersed throughout the Old and New Testament that teach us about the Holy Spirit and kind of help us get ready for the day of Pentecost, where we celebrate the coming of the Spirit and renew our own experience and life in the Spirit. Today, I'm not going to look at a text. I just want to give um, just a definition of who the Holy Spirit is and what his central functions are in the life of the church. So as Christians, we hold to the monotheistic religion of ancient Judaism that's been passed on to us through Jesus Christ. We believe in one God. Therefore, we believe in a God who has one nature, one will, one consciousness, etc. Yet, in a great mystery, um, this one God um, has three persons in his being. And what these three persons identify is, is the source and the generation of their life. So, there is one God because there's one Father, and then there is the Son who is begotten from the Father. And you have to be careful with this. It's not that there was a point in time when there wasn't a Son and then he was begotten. That's the way the language works for us. We're using a word that that um, um, tries to tap into something that goes beyond something we can even put in our frame of reference, the idea of eternity. Uh, but but the Son has always been still is and always will be perpetually and constantly begotten from the Father. And then the Spirit processes from the Father through the Son. And so there's one God, and yet these three persons and their relations are basically rooted in their eternal generation, all from the Father. And so the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Holy Trinity. That means he is not the Father and not the Son yet fully divine in all respects as the Father, fully divine as all, in all respects as the Son. And whatever the Spirit wills, the Son wills, the Father wills. There's no like debate about what to will. There's just constantly one will. The nature of the Spirit, the nature of the Son, the nature of the Father, all one. In our experience in history, as God over time revealed who he was, In the Old Testament, he's revealed as Yahweh, the covenant God, who is I Am, the God of Israel. And he hints at the fact that there is another person called God the Word, later understood as God the Son. And there's references to the spirit of God through the Old Testament. But clarity about these eternal relations um, come about in the New Testament. They start out first with Jesus. Jesus shows up in the scene, and he prays to the Father So he has a relationship with the Father, yet he says, I and the Father are one. And he doesn't just mean, hey, we think alike, or I agree with the Father. He means we are one. And then as he's preparing to leave, especially it shows up in in the Gospel of John in in chapters 13 through 17 in his upper room discourse before going to the cross, he, he has teaching about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who who will come after Jesus ascends. That's what we celebrate the day of Pentecost. So what then is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? At the heart of it, the Holy Spirit is, is the person of the Trinity who's directly present with us, who brings us into communion with the full life of God, with God the Son and God the Father. So one way to talk about the Trinity is like this and it has an ancient pedigree in the church. There's the father who is the lover. And don't think about that in romantic terms. Think about that in just relational terms. The father who is lover, the son who is the beloved, and the spirit who is love itself. The very love that exists between the father and son is the spirit who is a person. And so he comes to us to bring us into that love relationship That's why um, on Trinity Sunday, one of our texts will be Romans 8. It always is, 12 through 17, where it talks about our adoption in Christ. Now, the Spirit, um, we no longer have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of adoption through whom we cry, Abba, Father. So the Spirit brings us into union with Jesus, who brings us in a relationship with the Father. That's the central idea. And then flowing out of that, the Spirit takes... What's what belongs to Jesus? It manifests that in us. So that's the fruit of the spirit: the fruit of the spirit—love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control—the character of Jesus Christ—and the gifts of the spirit, the ministry of Jesus Christ. So all the different giftings the spirit gives, whether it's something that I call a sign gift, like like prophecy, or it's a serving gift, like helps, or it's a teaching gift, like preaching. Whatever gifts the Spirit gives us to minister in the church, in the world, those are carrying out the ministry of Jesus. So the Spirit brings us into union with Jesus so we can come in a relationship with the Father, and then he dispenses to us the very character of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. There's a lot more we could say. There are tomes written on this, but that simple framework is super helpful, He brings us in union with Jesus so we can come into relationship with Father, and it's through the Spirit that we cry, Abba, Father, and say Jesus is Lord. And then he takes the character of Jesus, which we often call the fruit of the Spirit, and the ministry of Jesus, the gifts of the Spirit, and works those out in our lives. Well, we'll be saying more in the coming days, and hopefully you'll help us get ready for Pentecost and enter afresh in the life and power of the Holy Spirit. God bless and have a great day.